Welcome to week 10 of Elite Football Talk. I'm your host, Ryan Glenn, along here with my partner, Nick Shefford. We're back again to talk some more college football slash high school football. Um, we're going to thank Sam Wiskus, who is our producer slash tech guy. Oh, what truck is he in tonight, Nick? Well, he's in the fire truck. He's on call right now, so he's unable to be with us, but he's ready just if anything happens. It is kind of cold outside, so if you kind of start a fire right now, you're kind of stupid, but you know what? Got There's firemen available 24-7, and Sam got the shift tonight, so that's where he is right now, and Andrew's with us, and he's doing stuff, but yep, Sam's kind of has a other important stuff that I, that's understandable, fire truck, i to say, the community. Yeah, we thank Sam for uh, His help, service. helping help me yeah, serving others, hopefully saving lives, so Same we thank him. Cast from trees, uh, too. Yeah, absolutely, other, anything, he, he, he could be up all night doing uh, doing things, so. Yeah. So if this just, gets out late, this probably Oh, absolutely, this is, we, we, already, we already got a late night, this is our latest show so far, um, we're going to get Sam. He'll probably get this out tomorrow sometime as it's Thursday night. He'll probably get out sometime on Friday so people can listen. But, uh, yeah, thanks to Sam for setting all this, all our uh, technology up. And uh, just hope he has a nice night on the fire trucks. Now we're going to start off week 10, kind of going over last week's uh, prior lake loss at Eastridge in the playoffs end of our season. Kind of a tough loss. Just it just Things just weren't able, we weren't able to get things going early and just we kind of had to play catch up the rest of the way. Yeah, they got down seventeen zero really quick. When you get down that, that that fast, that that big, it's kind of tough to come back. But you know, the boys had a chance. They it's just it was a weird game. They felt like we always had a chance, but like we were always just one or two plays away from getting there. We never could get them. So, you know, it was just a really disappointing way to, to end the season. Not like kind of having at least like if you go on like if you lose on like the possible game winning drive, at least like you felt like oh we had a chance. Like it was kind of weird because like you felt like we had a chance and like you didn't feel like you had a chance. So it kind of it was a weird game, but like you know what, the guys they they kept fighting. They didn't they didn't let the the score dictate how hard they played and they gave their all. And you know what, it's, in the end of the day, it wasn't enough to pull out the victory and advance in the playoffs. Yeah, it was a tough loss. Um, everybody's really, really emotional after the game, upset, you know, that we lost this game. We, you know, believe there was a lot more football we had left to play. And uh, Coach E was saying, you know, this game didn't define our season. I totally agree with that. You know, we, we fought hard all year, scrapped, played some really good teams, beat some good teams, lost some good teams. So it, it was a really fun year, though, winning, you know, that hook and ladder play and probably one of the greatest walk-off plays in Pride Lake history. That will uh, go down in history as just an insane moment that I think everybody on this team will always uh, remember forever. So. Yeah. What else do you have to say about yeah, the season? I, you know what? It was a great season. It was fun to be back in the stands. I know that for a fact. Last year, missing, not being able to go into the, in the stands and watching the team play was tough just watching it from home. So it was, just, it was fun to be back. It was a good thing that there were no COVID problems with the team. You never know what could happen with high school football. But, you know, it was fun to watch. It was fun to be back in the stands. You know, you know my, my MVP this year probably had to be Kyle Haas. He was 61% completion percentage for over 1,000 yards, 13 touchdowns. Uh, he, he, it's just what you want from his, your senior quarterback. He led the team. You could tell the team really focused around him and just what he, uh, what he said. Uh, the team followed and like it just, it just showed what senior leadership we have. And if it happens this year, Cole Indehart, uh, Cole Edwards, right? Was, Drew, yep, Drew Johnson and, and, Drew and Kyle. Johnson and Kyle. So you know they, we had great captains this year. They really helped elevate the team. And you know I think the team's better off than they were when we got in the season. And you know what, next year. Scheduling ain't gonna get easier. Gonna have the same six tough teams and uh, two uh, two non conference games. So you know what, this program it's, it's in the right direction. We got our first uh, above five hundred season since two thousand seventeen. So you know what, we're on the rise. Now we just gotta get better and get closer to that Eden Perry and Lakeville South standard and compete at each week, uh, each week in week in week out with those guys and just have a chance to just be successful. Put yourself in opportunities to get a higher seed in section because it is tough being a five seed going on the road because. 
we are we do struggle on the road for the playoffs. So just having a better regular season maybe next year and getting that home higher seed to get those home games would be crucial next year for later on success in the season. But you know what? Great season for the guys. Uh, uh, Joey Cross had a f- over 500 yards, seven touchdowns receiving. Uh, our leading rushing touchdown was uh, Ryan Horsch. He had five touchdowns this year, and Grayson had 890 yards this year. Uh, I will say the defense MVP, Ryan Schulte, 76 tackles this year. Drew just flew. He was a safety quarterback kind of player. So, you know, he flew around getting all those tackles, just filling in where he needed to. And I got to also give a shout-out to the special teams, Logan Lear, 100% automatic for uh, for PATs this year. It's something that doesn't really have that much in high school football. You kind of never know what you're going to give with your kicker. But, you know what, uh, G was very confident sending Logan out there to go kick and. You know, I think whenever Logan was out there, everybody really had a good chance that he was going to make that field goal. And you know what? That's really important just to get those extra points because one point can decide uh, who wins and who loses. So, you know, good season for the guys. Not the way they wanted them, but look, a lot, lot to look forward to for next year for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think we are we are a lot um, better off at the end of the year than we were at the beginning. I think everybody grew a lot this year, became a lot more knowledgeable in the game and just kind of we learning. I mean, juniors and seniors, I mean, there's a, high school football is such a, a limited time. And um, – you know, you don't get many games out there. We only had nine games this year. Obviously, we wanted more, but it was it was a really fun year. I think everybody there was a we had great chemistry. I'd say. I mean, everybody. I just felt like everybody got along. I felt in the locker room after games, winning, we were dancing. I just felt like everybody got along. It was just a ton of fun. And I think, but Andrew can agree with that. That everybody got along. It was just so much fun. Whatever we're doing, having team dinners or in the locker room during practice, anything. We all got along a lot, and it just it made it so much more special. We made a bunch of awesome memories that I think everybody will remember forever. Now we're going to shift our focus over to college football for um, our Week 10 show. We're going to go over Minnesota's victory last week over the Northwestern Wildcats, 41-14 to in Evanston. You know, this game was kind of over from the, from the start, honestly. Northwestern really didn't look like they had much to offer. You know, if they go first, kind of that first drive, they had some momentum, then they kind of decided on 3-7 to uh, do a little Wildcat. I didn't like that play call. kind of felt like we were settling, but you know what? Right after that, we got a forced home by Story Mary, and then Wally got ran after the touchdown for the scooping scores. You know what? The Gophers, they took care of business, as you should, with the Northwestern team that's kind of been struggling again this year. So, you know what? They they went on the road. Another great uh, game for the two freshmen, Marquis Serving and Kai Thomas. Over 100 yards. Irving had 22 touchdowns with that 41 being as long. And also, Derek, the captain, had a had a 24-yard touchdown run in the late stage of the game, bouncing off at least at least six guys. Dude was just going after guys. He's actually the Wisconsin high school all-time leading rusher, so he has experience, and you know they're gonna need him because uh, now Bryce Williams also is now out for the year, so that's tough for the Gophers. Just looks like you can't catch a break with this running back room, but you know what? They're still top fifteen in the country for rushing, and you know what? This team continues to get better each and every week, and you know what? They're twentieth in the country now, so they got they got a lot of games in front of them. They got a big game this week against Illinois. They got to go one and zero, one and zero in the big Illinois championship season, and. Just take care of business and become seven and one. Yeah, or seven I think, and two, I should say. Yeah, seven. I mean, it was a great win. I thought, and I agree. Like this team continues to face adversity and have things not go their way. But yeah, I mean, they won four in a row. Obviously, kind of below the lower tier Big Ten teams. But I mean, this team has shown this is how good we actually are, and we're not even probably at full strength. I mean, you think you lose your number one guy, which is I mean, probably one of the best running backs in the country, Muhammad Ibrahim. He goes down. You can't really can't replace him. Mm-hmm. Trey Potts steps in. He goes down after just a few games. He's out now. Bryce Williams, who I think I w- I could say he's the number three guy, but I feel like him, Kai Thomas, and Bucko were kind of all splitting. So mm-hmm. it's almost. A, but you lose a lot of um, experience. Experience, absolutely. I mean, he three years ago as a freshman, he was basically starting him and Mower. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, this kind of reminds me of that 
um, three years ago when Mo and Bryce had to step up when Rodney and Shannon were out. So we're going to see what uh, Kai Thomas and um, Buckle Irving can do the rest of the year. I, I have a ton of confidence. They show explosiveness all over the field. And, I mean, P.J., he he preaches so much about them, how good they are and how much they're getting better. Um, Coach Kenny Burns, who I saw you tagged the other day to get some, watch some Grayson Spronk film. So I like that. Um, yeah, so I, I think we have a lot of a lot of opportunity ahead of us, and I think it was a great win just to keep it going. I think you, you got to keep being the teams you're supposed to, and I think they have a great chance to do that against Illinois this week. Yep. We're going to now move on to talk about last week's top 10 matchups, starting off in uh, at Jordan-Hare Stadium. The Ole Miss Rebels, number 10 of the country, were defeated by the number 18 Auburn Tigers. Yeah, Auburn continues to look good each and every week. You know, they, they kind of... They had those two losses, which isn't the best, I would say, for them. But you know what? They continue to, to take their own teams that, you know, maybe people don't give them credit for. I definitely picked Ole Miss in this game. So, you know what? Auburn just found a way to win. And you know what? Ole Miss, now they're kind of – they've lost to Bama and Auburn. So, I think Ole Miss is one of these teams where, like, they're being the teams they should, but now they're kind of – they're losing to the teams they also should. They need to kind of start winning against these other SEC West teams that are high up in the rankings. Yeah, it seems like there's a little bit more parity kind of in the middle right now of the SEC. I mean, you got Auburn, Ole Miss – um, uh, Texas A&M in there, so I mean, it's kind of, other than Alabama and Georgia, there's kind of those teams fighting for who's going to be the second and third teams in those uh, East and West divisions. Um, for Which can be crucial for bowl a- games. Absolutely, because that could be you know Alpac Bowl, Citrus Bowl, possibly a uh, New Year's Six Bowl. As I think both um, Ole Miss and Auburn going now over the rest of the year, they're hoping to get to those games. But that's a big one for Auburn. Ole Miss kind of a tough loss to get to two losses. It's tough to get to those big ga- bowl games with um, more than two losses, but. Um, will be interesting to see how those the rest of their seasons uh, turn out. Number nine in the country, Iowa Hawkeyes. They fell to the Wisconsin Badgers twenty-seven to seven in Madison. Yeah, you know what? This game was kind of over from the start again. Honestly, it kind of felt like Wisconsin was playing Iowa ball. Uh, Iowa just couldn't help themselves out. They had a, they had a, you know they had three turnovers on the day, three fumbles lost. So not can help your cost winning. They only had nine first downs, only one hundred fifty-six total yards of offense. It just felt like this off Iowa offense just couldn't help themselves out. And the defense, they kind of just got put in their place, honestly. Just, it felt like this Wisconsin rushing game this kind of showed up. And, you know what, Wisconsin took care of business. And, you know, I'm okay with this, honestly. Not the Gophers are in sole control of the Big Ten West. But, you know, it looks like Wisconsin, that Wisconsin matchup in week week 13, I believe, will be to probably – Hey, don't be looking ahead. I know, but I'm just saying it looks like it'll probably be the, the deciding factor and who's going to represent the West in Indianapolis again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this Wisconsin team, what one or four straight now. I mean, at one and three, obviously they've lost to some uh, some pretty good teams, but um, this Wisconsin team seems like they're kind of back to its old self and um, grounded pound, and they're winning. And they, you know, to be a good Iowa team, Iowa's now struggling the last couple of games, getting outscored. Uh, was it like fifty-one to fourteen or something like that? So, Iowa's got to figure it out. They got a game this week, I think, against Rutgers. If that's not correct, I'm not sure if that's correct, but Iowa's looking to get back on track this week. Wisconsin's on a roll right now. The number eight team in the country, the Michigan State Spartans, they win a close one in a rivalry game at home against the number six team in the country, Michigan Wolverines, and they win the Paul Bunyan Trophy. Yeah, Kenneth Walker the third. That's kind of all I got to say, honestly. Five. Five touchdowns. He just completely took over the game. Simple as that. He just took over. And you know what? I've been saying this for the entire year. Walker needs to be in Heisman contention. It kind of, it's kind of felt like this year hasn't really had many Heisman moments yet. I think Saturday in East Lansing was a Heisman moment. I agree. For Kenneth Walker, five touchdowns against one of the best defenses in the country against the Wolverine defense. Hasn't really led up much at all, honestly, but you know what? They they, they found their breaking point, and Kenneth Walker just completely just torched them. 197 yards, of course, the five touchdowns. It just, it's everything you wanted in, in that game. It was back and forth. 
Michigan State was down a little bit big late in the game, but they found a way to come back and win the game. So you know what, this was the, a great game, probably the best, one of the best games I've probably seen so far this year. But you know what, Big Ten, it, it was most watched game of the season so far. It was the Big Ten's becoming just it just shows how national the Big Ten is and how big these games are in November and late October for the Big Ten and just all around the country because you know the Big Ten has a big influence on you know the rankings and you know what, this was a big game for both teams. Yeah, I agree. I think the Big Ten also is kind of shaping up. As Obviously, I think Georgia's the best team in the country, but, you know, you could say the SEC is probably the top football conference always, but the Minnesota, or, I mean, Minnesota, the Big Ten has a lot of really good teams up there. I mean, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Iowa's up there ranked. We're, Minnesota's ranked now. Wisconsin's ranked. Penn State was ranked. I mean, other than Georgia and Alabama, I mean, yeah, a couple more teams, but absolutely, I think the Big Ten is really asserting itself as the the number two, possibly the number one, they're fighting right now. It'd be interesting to see which team for the Big Ten can represent the conference in the playoff and see how far they can go there. But I agree, yeah, Michigan State, Kenneth Walker, that could be his Heisman moment. Absolutely. Five touchdowns against anybody. It was the first guy in history ever to do that against Michigan. So that, that can really show, hey, they're for real, and they can win some games. They got some big ones coming up also. Uh, the number seven team in the country, the Oregon Ducks, won at home against the Colorado Buffs. Yeah, you know what? This is the game they should win. They, they kind of, the defense they they give up twenty nine points to a Colorado offense that kind of been struggling this year. But you know, Oregon took care of business in Eugene, as you expect. This was probably one of their best, one of the better ones besides Ohio State this year. They they split them, they blew them out. Simple as that. It wasn't close. They didn't win by a touchdown. They won by a substantial amount of points. And you know that's what you need to do as Oregon. And they got rewarded this year, and we're going to go dive into the, what we think about the initial college football rankings later on. But you know what? It it helped their it helped their ranking for sure this week for sure. Yeah, Oregon, they got to keep winning. They they have a say in it because, you know, defeating Ohio State, that's a big win. Obviously, their loss to Stanford's not helping them. They probably, out of those teams, has one of the worst losses out of those uh, group of 10 or 12 teams that can possibly be in the playoff right now. But, yeah, they got to keep winning and proving, hey, we, we belong in the college football playoff. Uh, number six, Michigan, they played against Michigan State. Number five in the country, Ohio State, won at home against the Nittany Lions. Yeah, I will say first off, those the, those scarlet on scarlet uniforms, Woo! those are so nice. The the entire scarlet out, it kind of Penn State kind of got a taste of its own medicine for the white one, honestly. But you know what, Penn State they they held this game close. So it was only it was really close going into that fourth quarter. They it felt like Penn State was always in the game, but it always kind of felt like Ohio State just had an answer every time. And uh, it, you know what, Ohio State just found a way to win at the shoe. I felt like this game was in Happy Valley. Penn State would have a better chance to win, of course, because it probably would have been another whiteout game. But you know what. Ohio State, they were at home and they took care of business. And each and every week, these Ohio State teams look more and more impressive. And, you know, this is another impressive win for the Buckeyes. And it's kind of eliminated Penn State from the Big Ten East race. Now it looks like it's a three team race now. Yeah, yep. Ohio State take care, takes care of business. I mean, I think this Penn State team is better than they seem. I mean, obviously, that loss to Illinois was, looked bad all, all around. But, you know, two losses to really good teams. Um, other than those other two losses to really good teams. So, but yeah, but Ohio State continues to win, continues to show they belong in the playoffs. So, Another team making its case. Uh, number four in the country, Oklahoma Sooners, got a win at home against the Texas Red Raiders. Yeah, this was this was the Oklahoma offense. I think we all expected Texas to Tech. See. Excuse me, Texas Tech. We all yeah, we all expected to see going this season. The, uh, Caleb Williams twenty for uh, thirty, four hundred two yards, six touchdowns. Uh, just completely just just showed what uh, OU football is all about. Just putting up big points. Spencer Rattler even got in. He went five for five honestly. And, uh, for a touchdown, so you know what they 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 got they got a problem that a lot of teams would say they have two really really decent really good quarterbacks that I think anybody would take at least one. Some teams would even struggle having one good quarterback. So you know what this uh, Oklahoma offense is just completely looking better, and the defense only at twenty one points against a regular team. You never know what to expect, but you know what Oklahoma 
this is the team I think everybody expected to see going in the season, and they're kind of they're finally starting to deliver in the in the big moments. Uh, number three in the country is Alabama. I believe they were off last week. Um, number two in the country, Cincinnati got a win against the Bearcats. Got a win against uh, the Tulane Green Wave. Yeah, it was fourteen to twelve at half, and you know what? That was a little close game, but you know it's just that again, they just kind of pulled away. But they did only win by. Like, I know it's kind of they only did only win by by nineteen points, so not the margin they probably want to win by against a team that's one and seven now. But you know what? They found a way to win, and they kind of they are. It looks like the committee doesn't like that though. But you know what? Cincinnati's eight zero, and uh, they kind of got hosed. But you know we'll get we'll get into that later. I know I don't want to we don't want to say anything right now, but you know what? Cincinnati, they find a way to win. They're eight no. Simple as that. They're undefeated still. Yeah, they take care of business. Um, this this win, obviously, their last two wins against Navy and Tulane, both I believe with two wins combined. I mean, not the the way they're winning is not the way you want to be them winning if they want to make the playoff. But you know they're winning and they got four games ahead of them to continue to show. We're gonna talk about it a little bit later with the committee, but show they belong in the playoff. The number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs, um, in a defensive just display against a Florida Gator team 34 to 7 overpowered. Yeah, it was uh it was 3 to 0 with a couple minutes left to go in the first half and uh in, within the first half yeah, and then Georgia just really just put it on the on the Gators. Just uh they had that touchdown off the fumble and interception that was a touchdown and they got a pick six and it's I fast that was 24-0 and the Bulldogs had the lead. It just shows how uh how explosive this Georgia defense is, and how much they can create so much for the offense. When the because the Georgia offense, I wouldn't say is amazing, but when you get put in plus territory basically every time, you're gonna be pretty successful. And I think that's what happens a lot to the uh, to the Georgia offense. But this defense is just one of the best in the country. Georgia is number one team in the country for sure, and they continue to prove that each and every week. Uh yeah, Georgia they they continue to take care of business and. And just improve every week, and they show they are the best team in the country. Now we're going to move on and just talk about, uh, we already talked about uh, quite a few of the Big Ten games from last week. We're going to talk about the three other games that took place. Um, the Nebraska Cornhuskers at home, they lost to the Purdue, Bar- Purdue Boilermakers 28-23. Yeah, Nebraska, they, it was Nebraska football for you. They, they, they lost a one-possession game. Uh, but you know what, the big story of this game, Adrian Martinez, four, touch, four interceptions. Not gonna help you win games in the Big Ten, and uh, you know what? This team just continues to shoot themselves in the foot. It just it really just hurts the team when you're uh when you're turning the ball over, and you're just not making smart plays on offense or defense. They once they Purdue really milked the clock. They had the ball for thirty eight minutes, and Nebraska only had it for twenty two. So really, time possession really helped it. But the turnovers was the big factor in this game. Nebraska four, Purdue zero. So you know what? Purdue went into Lincoln and they found a way to win in Nebraska. They need to go three and their next couple games to get bowl eligibility, but they got Ohio State this week, so I don't yeah, think that's um, happen. There was a talk in my history class today. Somebody's Ohio State fan, and he was asking them who they were playing. They said Nebraska, and um, he said Scott Frost. And I was standing right next to him. I said he should be fired. He's like, no, I think you should give him another year. <laughs> I I don't know if I agree. I don't even know if the Nebraska fans agree. I mean, I was saying at the beginning of the year he should be fired. Um, they showed a little bit more fight. I think it was against what Ohio State. Was that the close game? I think it was. I or no, Michigan. It was the Michigan game. They played a really close game, um, lost. Though. I mean, I agree with you. They just continue to shoot themselves in the foot, and they just can't find success. They can't find a way just to finish games against teams. They they've definitely been in a lot of games. I mean, the game against Minnesota had chances to win. Got to the one yard line, didn't score. So they just can't find a way to win. I mean, 
Scott Frost now 15 and 26 as the head coach of Nebraska. Looks again. I mean, I don't. I think the rest of their schedule is brutal. I think it's something like Penn State, Iowa, and Wisconsin. So, I, it looks like um, Nebraska is not going bowling again. So it seems like Scott Frost is going to be going into his fifth year possibly without a bowl appearance. Two other games in the Big Ten last week. Uh, the Maryland Terrapins got a win at home against the Indiana Hoosiers. Yeah, Indiana just continues to just be more of a disappointment each and every week. Two and six now. And this Maryland team, you know, this was one of the better games this week. It was a really close game throughout. And you know what? Maryland just, in the end, just found a way to pull out the three-point victory against the Hoosiers. Yep, Maryland gets the win. One win away from bowl eligibility. Um, Indiana falls to, I think it's 0-5 now in the Big Ten. Yeah. Not what I was seeing. I mean, I don't I don't know if Indiana was going to repeat another really good season like they had last year, but no way did I see them going 0-5 to start the Big Ten play at all. Um, The last game in the Big Ten, uh... The Illinois Illini lost at home to the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Yeah, you know what? The big player in this game, honestly, Noah Federal. He had 138 yards, 10 for 12, 10 for 21. But he just, he was just in the zone. I felt like he didn't make any dumb plays, didn't make any crazy plays. But, you know, he kept his Rutgers team in the game and he really helped them get the victory in Champaign. And, you know, Rutgers is 4-4 four four now. They got their first conference win. All they need is two more wins to get ball eligibility. They got to go to win two in their next four games to get that six-win mark, and yeah, I think they got a really good chance that they want to. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Rutgers trying to get um, bowl eligible. Greg Schiano, you know, he's trying to get it going there. So, you know, they, they got a lot of – they got four games left. They got an opportunity. So and I, I did not think they'd have a better record than Indiana to finish oh, the no season. Way. I don't think anybody – I don't know if anybody, maybe besides some Rutgers fans or Rutgers players, would have said that. Um, now we're going to move our focus over just kind of a, a story that kind of developed earlier this week. Gary Patterson and uh, TCU, they parted ways this week. Yeah, you know what, Gary Patterson, he's he's done some really great things for this uh, for this TCU program. Got him to a Rose Bowl. Got him to a Rose Bowl. Over 20 years there in the – uh, where where is TCU located? I, I do not know. Well, Texas Christian University, TCU. I know that one year they came up to Minnesota. That team was just really good. Travion Boykin, he had one of the probably one of the better – uh, better quarterbacks in his uh, thing. They kind of got snubbed in 2014. It's in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. That's why it's something like that. In 2014, they kind of got some of the cultural playoff that Absolutely. one year. Absolutely. I yep. think they could have had a chance to run the table and win the, the win it la- that year, but you know what? That's what happens, and you know what? The Horn Frogs, you know, he's, he's done a lot for that program. He's he's brought a lot of attention to that. He, uh, he led him to 17 bowl appearances in his tenure, and pre- the previously they've only been to a 17 before him. And then they finished number two in twenty ten and number three in twenty thirteen, and he's been he's meant so much not only for, uh, Texas, for TCU football but also uh, just football in general. Just his style he brings to the game, it just really helps. Just it kind of helped to get this sport even bigger than what it was. So, you know what? Now Kirk Ferentz is the long is now the longest is still the longest. I think he's the oldest coach oldest now. Oldest coach now. FBS, yeah. Gary Patterson was second now. Well, it was closer though, but now it's a little wider in the gap. But you know what? The Horned Frogs, they, they, he, he helped to move from Mount West to the Big 12, and you know what? He's done a lot for this TCU program, and you know what? Going off this, Baylor, this week, number 12 in the country, they play TCU. This is my top 25 ups of the week. I think TCU is going to play for Gary Patterson. I think they're going to just gonna show up. They're going to have a, a great support. I think this team, I, I'm pretty sure I heard that he's still going to help. You know, he parted ways immediately. He's gonna help the coaching staff just beat Baylor one more time, and I I got the Horn Frogs. I think he's gonna, I think they're gonna play inspired. I think they're gonna have a really good chance. I got the Horn Frogs taking down Baylor in my top twenty five upset of the week actually. So, it, something I I 
good planning out there from your boy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> interim head coach, former Minnesota head coach Jerry Kill taking over after I thought he was supposed to be out of the game of football due to health concerns, but he just he can't get out. No, he, he keeps can't. coming back. Rutgers, uh, not TCU. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that it just he's had a lot of struggles with that. Um, yeah, but what you're saying with Gary Patterson, absolutely. I mean, over. Well, I mean, now this is his 20, 22nd season there. He's had 11 double-digit win seasons. I mean, he made, how many bowl? I mean, he's made 17 bowl games. Th- two, three of them, or you can say three of them, um, New Year's Six Bowls, Peach Bowl, Fiesta, and a Rose Bowl appearance. So, for, I mean, he, he took them from a team not in a Power 5 conference, got them to the Big 12, and they continue to have success. And that's not, not a lot of teams are able to do that. They'll just kind of falter out and fall off. But, yeah, absolutely, Gary Patterson, probably one of the best coaches over the last 20 years of college football. Now we're going to move on from that and talk about Nick's top 25 upset to watch this week. He has hit seven. I just said it. Of nine. And TCU. You want to read it? All right. He's Four got it. Rocks. That's his uh, uh, 230 on Fox. Now we're going to talk about the a hot first, topic this week. A hot topic that's probably a lot of people have been waiting for. The first initial college football playoff rankings that came out on Tuesday night. What are your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts are people need to relax. Honestly, this is the first ranking, so... This isn't what the playoffs going to be. This is not the end of the world. We still have a lot of football left to be played. But saying that, the committee really had a stance this week. And the stance was the group of five. But it just they don't know they I don't think they like them this year. I think they're going to I think they're going to keep us out of the playoff this year. Do I think it's the right move? No. But I in the way do I understand? Yes. That you can see the four teams that are in right now. They're all big names, and you know what? That's what the committee wants, and it should be like that. But it is, and that's in the end of the day, that's what it, that's what the committee wants. They want the four best teams, and you know what? They got third. I think what we need for the committee, I think we need just more variables. I know, I know, I've heard Joel Clapp say this here and there, but we need more options in here. We shouldn't just look for thirteen people in a, in a room to decide this. We should get all the rankings. Maybe the BCS have that part part of it. Have the AP maybe some of that and compare. have all three of those and just make it the strongest of those three and compare because I know there's a lot of group of five teams that's ranked in the AP poll right now that aren't even touching anything in the in the in the playoff poll right now. Uh, Wake Forest, Oklahoma, those are kind of shockers. Undefeated teams at no, uh, number eight and nine. I think undefeated Wake Forest still needs help, honestly, if they want to get in. But you know what? The worst thing about Cincinnati, honestly, it's not that. I know Kirk Herbst you said about this. Yeah. Usually, it's just you only have to worry about the teams behind them. They look behind them too. Oklahoma, Wake Forest, they gotta look behind them. And when you're doing that, I think that's when the problems occur. Because you really, should, if you're ahead of a team, I don't think you should worry about if they're behind or not. If you're undefeated and you're ahead of them, I don't think you should need to worry about them honestly. But just with the conference they plan and how the committee looks at that, it just says like you know what, these teams in front of you gotta lose, but that those teams behind you also gotta struggle too. Um, uh, my my surprise team probably Mississippi State. They're five and three. They're seventeen. Uh, I, I saw some things. The only reason they're ranked because they out they played Alabama. So that's got a little more hype for that game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, they already played. So you gotta give Alabama another win. Oh okay. Yep. And then I know the Gophers are ranked twenty. That was Wisconsin a surprise 21. for me. I my, my 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 initial thinking. So this Iowa. They're twenty two in the country. I think they deserve to be ranked. But since they're third in the West. I think they had to put Wisconsin Minnesota ahead of them. Absolutely, you couldn't just you rank couldn't them. Just yeah. rank Iowa, and Wisconsin, they were on the playoff show. They were talking, um, like they're wondering would Oregon be ranked of Ohio State just because they beat them, and they are. They're number four. Ohio State's five, and like Wisconsin just beat Iowa. So if Iowa's twenty-two, Wisconsin's got to be ahead of them. Mm-hmm. 
Especially when they're that even, honestly. Absolutely. Both teams are that even. What, what else do you have? I know that was kind of my initial thoughts. Um, yeah, I thought Alabama at two is, I don't think that's the right decision at all. I don't, you know, a loss to Texas A&M, obviously, they're a good team, but they don't deserve to be the number two team in the country right now. I don't think they have as many, they, have, they don't really have a marquee win right now that Michigan State was. I like um, that Michigan State up there at seven. I agree, like, they're a team that, that game could have gone either way if they find a way to win. They might be number three, and Michigan State's number seven. Yeah, I think Cincinnati, I, I, I thought that'd kind of be about where they are, about that six range. I was hoping they'd be in the top four, I think. They, they deserve to be in there. They've showed that. But totally what, what you said, I agree. They have, I mean, there's right now I look at the ranking, there's 12 teams that can make the playoff. They have one loss or less up there. A lot of two-loss teams. But with so many teams up there, I don't see how a two-loss team right now has any shot. But um, all the way up till Baylor. I think you, I mean, you have so many big 12 matchups left. You have Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Baylor. I think they also, other than Oklahoma State, Baylor, Oklahoma still has to play both of those teams. They got Bedlam in the last in there. They got Baylor, not this week, but next week. So there's a lot of matchups that are really going to dictate that. I mean, Ohio State still has to play Michigan State. Ohio State still has to play Michigan. So there's a lot of matchups. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This so the week one. It's just it's kind of it kind of just it kind of just said to where you're at. Let everybody knows you're at. But this isn't the final rankings for sure. And there's a lot of football to be played. But in a way, maybe the committee helped in putting Michigan State at three because they do have Purdue this week. And you know how Purdue against is against number two teams. Hey, they beaten Ohio State in the past. They beaten Iowa. You never know. Purdue's, uh, there's there's teams that, there's just a few teams that they know how to find a way to get upset. Not all the time, but they'll find a way. And, uh, uh, you know, Michigan State-Purdue, that, sh- that should be an intriguing matchup. We'll talk about the Big Ten uh, games a little bit later. Now we're going to move on to talk about um, University of Minnesota's head coach, P.J. Fleck, with his contract extension going through 2028. Yeah, seven-year, uh, $33.25 million extension. Uh, he's making now $5 million a year now. Which is pretty nice, and you know what? What he said, this is home, and you know what? I think PJ. You know, I think there's a lot of speculation when PJ Flex showed up here, and he was like coming from Western Michigan, and the people were wondering, you know, what? if he had a couple good seasons here, will he leave us, and would he go for a bigger job? I don't think he will. I agree. I think he's gonna stay here until either he wants to retire, or until he can maybe struggles. I don't see that happening, but I think those are the two scenarios now where he could lose his job. I think he's going to be here as long as he wants. I think the, he has Mark Coyle. I think he is the athletic director he wants to work for. I think he likes being here. He said this was his dream to beat coach in the Big Ten. And you know what? He deserves this. Uh, I've seen a lot of things like his, he's done the same average as Jerry Hill, Tracy Clays, Glenn Mason, their first whatever how many games he's played so coach so far. But it's just the attention he brings. He brings some. He brings attention to the Gopher Pole program that hasn't been here in a long time. Since the 70s. Since the 70s. He's bringing national attention. He's brought college game to here twice. He's been, he's brought this team to the AP Top 10. Beat a, beat a he's playoff beat, team. He's, he's, he's beaten up. He's packed TCF Bank Stadium, Hutchinson Big Stadium now. One year's day bowl. He's won, he beat Auburn. He's beat some Blue Buds. He's he beat brought, Wisconsin. He brought the X back. He's still struggling. He's still fine. He's got to get the, you got the pig. Got to get, the, get the pig. But he's just bringing that attention. He's bringing that, and I think he's bringing that culture sustainability that he also that he preaches a lot. And I think that he's just making this university football team better, but also he's making the student athletes better as well. Not off the field with him surfing and giving, and also on the field. So I think that has to, also has to do a lot. Because in today's world, as you saw, one the one dumb mistake can cost you your career, as what Henry Ruggs happened, never want to happen. So just making sure these student athletes have like that right idea and know what to do in their life and just have a good perception of what's right and what's wrong 
is really big, and I think that's kind of the reason why he got this attention. I really love it, and I think he's going to be here for a long time, and I'm really happy for that because I yeah, think like, this is our guy that we want to have here that brings attention to the go football program that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, like I think you were saying, like he really cares about his players. I mean, on and off the field, like I think a great example of that was two years ago before the the Penn State game when Kamal Martin probably one of their top defensive players was ready to go. Like he had hadn't practiced all week, he was injured, but. He told him, he's like, there's no way I can let you play today knowing, like, he was right during the game, but he didn't practice all week. There's no way I can let you play today and co- possibly um, risk the rest of his football career. So he sat him. It probably hurt the team. You know, they ended up winning the game, but it probably hurt the team. But he wanted to look after his player and show, I care about you for because he, he knew he was going to the NFL. Everybody knew he was. He didn't want to possibly risk that and re-injure himself and for um, later weeks. But, yeah, to touch on that, absolutely. I think he wants to be here. Like, everybody, the speculation about – He's going to USC. He's going to Tennessee. Anything that? Why does he need to go anywhere else? Why doesn't? Why can't Minnesota work Power Five team too? Why can't we be in the top ten every year? Why can't we be like? Why can't we be a team that nobody wants to play every year? What's he wants to make it that way? That culture, that sustainability. That's exactly what he's preaching. I think a lot of people are starting to buy into that. I mean, two years ago, obviously, last year was a rough year, kind of a weird season. I I did, I hate to think about last season because we weren't a hundred percent. We never had the full team there. I guess other teams didn't either, but we never had our full team there. Where it's just like. We knew what our best players playing. So I think this year they've gotten right back on track and they have a great chance to continue to have success and possibly get more national attention when they got some big games coming up here. And that was our uh, little segment there about PJ Flex contract extension. He's making a lot of money. I'll yeah. say that. He's, 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 he's going he's to have a pretty good life. I don't think he has to worry about uh, his, his college. His kids are going to college, I think. If they, probably going to the U for free, honestly. Uh, honestly, yeah. I think he, he'll probably brainwash them so much they're going to the U. Um, now we're going to talk about, we're going to actually move our super dogs. Um, I'm going to start it off with, I'm going to take the 8-0 Wake Forest Demon Deacons against North Carolina. They are plus 2.5. I don't know how the Tar Heels are favored in this one, but it's a small one. But I, I think I hit mine last week. I'm not, yes. I think I did for the first time in eight weeks I hit one. I'm looking to make it two in a row. You know, you gotta, you are a little too behind, so I'm kind of surprised. I, if I was you to go for the big, big points, but... I think at this point you're trying to just get wins, honestly. So, you know, I play for the points. Uh, South Carolina, they're getting 18 at home against Florida. This Florida team's been very mediocre this year. Uh, I like South Carolina not only to cover but to win, honestly. I think the South Carolina team at home, at night, uh, in Williams-Brice Stadium, I think they got a really good chance to cover this 18 for sure. This is kind of easy money for me, it feels like, honestly. Uh, I know I say it a lot, a lot of times, and I'm pretty, I'm usually correct. So, uh, I got the Gamecocks. They're plus eighteen against the Florida Gators. I think that's absurd for two, for a team that is four and four getting eighteen against another team that's four and four. I, I don't, I don't like that. But you know what? You know what? Vegas they screw up sometimes, and you get, they give you free money. So this is my free money pick of the week. Yeah, those are our super dogs. Now we're gonna move over to the top ten matchups. Um, for this week, week ten of college football, kind of just go through each of those matchups and then we'll go through the big 10 matchups for this week we're going to start off with number 10 in the country notre dame oh by the, the way we observed the college football player rankings for this now i know there's a lot of polls out now but we will always observe the college yeah football player from rankings. now on we will uh go through the uh, playoff rankings not the ap poll anymore as that's kind of that to, to me it kind of becomes irrelevant after this it's just nobody really pays attention too much obviously it's cool like a couple years ago we finished in the top 10 for in the ap poll um, so, yeah, but that was... I just want to just clarify for yeah. those people now. So now uh, we're going to talk about this week's top 10 matchups. The number 10 team in the country, Notre Dame, Fighting Irish, 
at home against the Navy midshipmen. Yeah, uh, you know what? This is a this rivalry is, game. This is a rivalry game. You know, when these two teams play, it's always nice to see. But, you know, I, I think Notre Dame's going to handle them pretty good. Navy's kind of struggled this year. They did give Cincinnati a battle. Val's at home, though, and I think on the road it's going to be a little tougher. So I think Notre Dame should really take care of business. Yeah, I agree. Um, Kind of a shout-out to this game. It's kind of an interesting rivalry. As obviously, it's not, it hasn't been a very even rivalry. I think there was a time when Notre Dame won 43 games in a row in this series because they play because Navy, when during World War II, Navy helped keep Notre Dame running, like keep the university um, keep it going and have people keep going to school there. So as a thank to them, they just continue to play them every year. And it's more of a thank you, Notre Dame. It's, they kind of get like a free win. On but it's, it's also, but it's also cool because after the game when they sing the alma maters, both teams will go to each band and they'll stand there for both of them, win or lose. So it's there's a lot of respect there, and it's a it's a really cool rivalry that you you don't see a ton of it right now in college football, but it, it's cool when things like that happen. Yep. The number nine team in the country, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Travel to Chapel Hill to play the North Carolina Tar Heels. Obviously, that's my super dog, so I'll take Wake Forest in this one. Anyway, well, we're not gonna, we're, we're gonna save our picks. I will take my picks, but this is one of you you picks. you know I'm taking Wake Forest. Okay, okay, but you know what? Uh, this North Carolina team is kind of disappointed this year. They're four and four. They had high expectations this year with Sam with Sam Howell at the quarterback, but you know what? They kind of they kind of fell off ever since that Virginia Tech loss in week one. Was that I'm pretty sure week one. So you know what? Kind of disappointing year for North Carolina. They had expectations, but. Haven't reached them, but this, if a win this week would be pretty big if they want to get to five and four and have a top ten win in the resume. Yeah, I think uh, ever since Sam Howell saw that enter Sandman, he has just not been the same. I, I don't know that that entrance pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, that North Carolina is definitely in a tough season. The number eight team in the country, I think they're off this week. Is that correct? I think I think we're right. We Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I think they're off. Yeah, they are off. They have a big game against Baylor next week. There's definitely some big. Um, Big Twelve matchups and Big Ten games coming up, so a lot of, lot of hype. I mean, surrounding. Remember is what they remember. The, yeah, this week is kind of the dead week. Normally, this is the Alabama LSU game, but LSU obviously having a off year right now. Um, they got a coaching change after the season anyway. But this is normally two years ago. This was the week we had Penn State, Minnesota, Alabama, uh, LSU. So, but not not really any big games uh up to that magnitude this week. The number seven team in the country, the Michigan State Wolverines. Michigan. Michigan Wolverines <laughs> at home. That's, that's the first. At home. Yeah, yeah. well, they're, they're their daddies right now because oh, they just yeah, beat them. So. Um, but the, Michigan's a good team. Michigan at home, the Wolverines at home against Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. Looking at this game early in the season, you'd probably su- suspect that this game could mean a lot, honestly, for uh, for both teams. This could be a game where like, maybe Indiana has a chance to get to the Big Ten, to, to win the Big Ten East, but no. This, this Indiana team is struggling. They're still winless in the conference, and I think they're going to stay winless. I, have, I think Michigan's going to roll over them this week. Yeah, they should. They should take care of business, absolutely. Uh, the number six team, six team in the country, Cincinnati Bearcats, at home against Tulsa. Yeah, you know what, the Cincinnati team, I think they're going to they're gonna play with a fire this week. They're going to play with some fire, and I think they're going to whoop this Tulsa team. I feel bad for Tulsa, honestly. Didn't they expect this? Cincinnati, they didn't expect to be six in the country. I think that, I thought they were gonna be five personally, but you know what? Circumstances happened, and they're six. They're twenty-two and a half point favorites, and I I like them to win by thirty-five plus. I think this team's gonna just completely obliterate Tulsa, and I think they're gonna get some talking points. I think they want to obliterate. I think they want to kill Tulsa because Tulsa played Ohio State earlier this year, and Ohio State didn't win as much. I think they're gonna want to win by more than Ohio State beat Tulsa by. That's my opinion. Yeah, That's they got they got to win by a ton of points here. I mean. Like you were saying, with they got teams behind them and in front of them, like they're gonna, they're in such a tough spot. They have to win by a lot of points and just win out, 
and just continue to impress the committee because that was the first rankings. But if they win by, what, 50 points or something like that, and do they move up possibly depending on what the teams ahead of them do? But Cincinnati, they have to win by a lot of points, and that's those style points. And that SMU losing to Houston is not going to help that because that game against Houston or I guess SMU might not – look as good if they beat him but yeah both those teams were ranked either true that's uh that, that is crazy yeah, a lot of a lot of um american teams not ranked that possibly could be the number five team in the country the ohio state buckeyes traveled to lincoln to play the three and six nebraska cornhuskers big new kickoff big John- ohio state kickoff gustin gus johnson and uh joe the joe clot right there right yeah, yeah. Uh, ohio state uh super famous. nothing like having national tv to watch nebraska fail to make a bowl again uh no, I think this game's pretty, pretty, pretty easy for Ohio State to win. I really don't see how Nebraska keep, it, keep this one close this week. But you know what? Crazy things have happened, but yeah, Nebraska to play pretty. They gotta, they gotta wake up and just be ready to play. But knowing Nebraska, that doesn't really happen that often. Yeah, I don't see how. Um, I don't see how Nebraska wins this game at all. I just, the, it just, it's, it's sad to see a Big Ten program ever, but. They they get so much hype now. Over the last couple of years, they've been I mean they've been ranked in the preseason polls before, mm-hmm. and he I mean Scott Frost he's got nowhere. They just have not gotten anywhere, and the, the expectations are so high there that it's it's almost unfair to anybody who's head coach, but especially the guy who they absolutely love, you know, quarterback on their national championship teams. But Nebraska, I think it's gonna be a really tough time. Fifteen point favorites, I think that's a little bit closer than I would have thought, but you know, um, surely Ohio State cover. Yeah, I, I that that could be. Um, you mean Ohio State's favorite? Or, yeah, their favorite yeah. fifty. Yeah, I I was thinking that'd be a little bit uh, bigger than that. But um, the number four team in the country, the Oregon Ducks, traveled to Washington for Saturday Night Football. Washington on Saturday Night Football again, and they're four and four this year. Yeah, well, Kirk Herstrand and Chris Fowler aren't doing this game. All actually. right, so we're doing Alabama LSU. I'm going to do that in two games, but you know what, Oregon, this could be a potential game where this they lose this game. Honestly, they've had that against Sanford this year where they travel. And this Washington team has, has played better. They've, they've played more complete. They beat a good Stanford team, a decent Stanford team last week in the late stages of the game. And you know what? This this Oregon team better show up to play in uh, Husky Stadium because it's always a rowdy place to play in Seattle. Uh, it's going to rain. It always rains in Seattle, it looks like. But you know what? Oregon better show up to play or else they're going to get beaten because you know what? This is week one of the college football playoff rankings. And if you let these, this initial rankings get to your head, you're going to lose. And hopefully that doesn't happen to Oregon. They got they got another sick uniforms this week. I'm pretty sure it's yellow. Am I right, Andrew? Uh, yellow helmet, white, white. Oh, Thank you. Thank you for that insight. Thank you. So you know what? Uh, Oregon better show up the play or else they're going to get beaten. Yeah, they, um, you know, it. it's not quite Pac-12 after dark. Kind of an entry of 4.30 start time on the West Coast. That's kind of. <laughs> I didn't maybe, notice that. It's 6.30 Central time. So that's kind of, because Saturday Night Football's kind of got its time slot. So kind of an interesting uh, Pac-12 matchup, kind of a. Late afternoon, early evening, whenever, you, whatever you want to call it, but maybe um, from like in like India though, it's like just morning. It's just like midnight though. That was an interesting, uh, <laughs> an interesting take on that. But yeah, you never know. Depending, <laughs> hey, depending where you are, it's you know it's any time. It, I think it's prime time though. Yeah, so yeah, that you know never know. Like you said, those teams at home, you got a big team or a big top five team coming in. A lot of things gonna happen there, you know. So the number three team in the country, the Michigan State Spartans, travel to West Lafayette to play a dangerous Purdue Boilermaker team. Yeah, you know what I said this before. I think I think Michigan State's happy they're not the number two team in the country. Purdue just seems to just completely destroy all these number two teams in the country. But they can't be the Gophers. But they can't be the Gophers. So you know what? I think Michigan State's happy there at three. I think Michigan State only thing I'd see maybe a lull because they did have a big win last week. Uh, do they? Do they? 
do they keep that momentum going or do they kind of fall a little bit? I think the scheme will be closer than a lot of people think. I think Purdue gives them a game, honestly, but we'll have to just, let's see how this thing ends up. Yeah, you got to wonder what's like the, what's the hangover of that game going to be. Can they, they, they can they respond right away? Can they jump on Purdue early and just get all that out of their system and know, hey, this is a new week, new game. You got to just turn on the Jets right now. So, mm-hmm. um, The number two team in the country, the Alabama Crimson, tied at home against the LSU Tigers. Yeah, 28 and a half point favorites. It's going to be the highest margin in, the, in this game in a long time, honestly, I think. Oh, absolutely. This is the first time since 2006 that both teams are not ranked. I don't it was ranked. I mean, one at least one team's not ranked. Okay. Excuse me. That's what yeah. I thought. <laughs> Which is, I mean, crazy. I'm looking at these matchups. Every, I mean, every year, basically, they're in the top ten every single year. There's a couple times LSU is ranked a little bit higher. But, I mean, this, this Alabama's one, I think, is at eight of the last nine or something like that, Some or nine of the last ten. Like, they have dominated the series lately. Obviously, LSU got that win. It's turned out to be a national championship. But right now, Alabama's at such a higher level than LSU. Is I, I just don't see how LSU has a chance right now with all the things going on. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I think Alabama's going to just completely just – destroy this team yeah <laughs> the number one team in the country the georgia bulldogs at home against the missouri tigers in a butt whooping favored by 39 yeah the only thing i think georgia will cover missouri is the only team this year that is 0-8 against maybe spread. that should have been my super dog so i think georgia do you think they're gonna get their first winning spread this year i really don't know because they're gonna be taking out whoever i don't even know if the starters anymore is it jt daniels or is it i uh, think it's, I think it's still sense is it it still is but um they might take him out in the first quarter. They're gonna be up by so many points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Georgia, we're gonna whoop them. They, Simple they as that. absolutely should. Um, now we're gonna talk just a little bit about a thing that came back this week in college football. Is that late season Maction is back? My favorite time of the year. Whenever I know Max, whenever I know the holiday season coming around Thanksgiving, Christmas, I know Maction's back. When it's Tuesday, when it's Wednesday, and you got these marquee Maction games, they're my favorite to watch. I don't know about you. I love Maction. It's one of my favorite things to watch. Because basically, think about this. You get your Thursday night NFL football. You get your Friday night high school football still going. You get your Saturday football for, for college. You get your Sunday football for NFL. You get your Monday football for NFL. Monday night football. Then you get Tuesday, Wednesday Maction. And then you're back at Thursday. It's an endless cycle of football. Who would say no to that? I know I wouldn't. It's an, it's an endless cycle of football. It's my favorite time of the year. Uh, these games do mean a lot. This MAC, this MAC, uh, the conference is always you never know where it is. And I think it's stronger this year than it's been in a while. And you know, I always love seeing these kids play. These kind of like the second tier Big Ten kids that maybe are fighting the transfer one day into a Big Ten school. But I I like this match. I don't know how you feel about it, but I like them. I really I really enjoy this match, and I like them playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's just something different. Just gets them get the maximum national publicity. Uh yeah, I haven't really I haven't, I didn't really know about Max until last year. Obviously, I've heard about it with PJ Fleck talking about cuz last year there's a lot of weird scheduling things going on, but he's saying for the Mac teams, that's normal. You know, you play Tuesday, Wednesday. You you could play any day of the week possibly. So, um yeah, but I don't know too much about Max, but I mean, it's college football. That's you know, that's one of the greatest sports ever invented right now. So, I I, I agree. I think it's absolutely awesome to watch football every single night. Like you said Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, you can you can watch football all week long. I mean, just you know, repeat. I mean, obviously we got to go to school and it's uh, uh, and we uh, have all this work and stuff. Nick's a little bit. He's a little bit uh, lazy when it comes to that. I think I, Andrew's, I think Andrew is a little bit a few times too. I can be also, but um, yeah, it's it's awesome to watch college football and I think it's a great. Whenever the, I don't know when this started, but when that was a great idea of the Mac say, hey, we're gonna get a lot of publicity. Let's play Tuesday, Wednesday. People will watch our games, make some money off that. So, 
I think it's awesome. Just more college football, more days. Now we're going to talk about this week's Big Ten matchups. Uh, we've already gone over a couple of them. There's, I think, four remaining. Yeah, four teams. We're going to start it off on uh, the Northwestern Wildcats hosting the number 22-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, you know, is this game even on TV? It doesn't have a channel. It doesn't have a channel for me. So. I'm guessing it's Big Ten since you, Wisconsin Rutgers 230 Big Ten, and there's no other Big Ten games, so I'm guessing BTN. But. Yeah, my guess would be BTN as well, but you know what? Iowa, they got to go at Northwestern. It just feels like Northwestern. At home, they, they're actually pretty good. Yeah, Night game, black uniforms? Gophers, besides the Gophers, I, it looks like Northwestern plays tough at home. Iowa's only 12-point favorite. If Iowa loses this game... I would be one of the most disappointing second half teams this year, honestly. But you know what, I Northwestern, I I don't know. I think this could be a potential game where Iowa loses another one, but I think I think speak I think this could be a better game than a lot of people expect. I'm gonna say as a Minnesota fan right now, we want Iowa to win this game. We want some big Ma- games. mainly because obviously we want a lot of hype going into that next game if we win and you know, there's a possibly a big ten West crown still going. But Iowa's lost two in a row, and do we really want them losing three in a row and possibly be due for a big win in a rivalry game? I'd say get them a win. So, obviously, if we can beat them, that's, it, it means a lot more. But also, so they're not – because I, I feel like when you're playing a team that's coming off a loss, especially three in a row, they're, you know, they have nothing to lose. You know, Right now, obviously, they're losing a lot with their season that had a lot bigger expectations just like three or four weeks ago. But I'd say as a Minnesota fan, you want Northwestern to win this game. Yeah, you want Iowa to win this game. Or Iowa, my yes. be, to beat to beat Northwestern. Uh, the other couple more games in the Big Ten: the Maryland Terrapins at home against the Penn State Nittany Lions, both five and three, both fighting for the fourth spot in the East, and both fighting for a bowl game. Uh, so you know what, this is a big game for both teams. Want that want to get to bowl eligibility? I don't think Penn State thought they'd be here going you know, late this late in the season, but you know what, that's where they are and. Uh, you know what? This this these games can always get a little chippy here and there. I know that one year Maryland did want to shake Penn State's hand at the at the kickoff. They they do that. Still, they still find a way to win in state college. But yeah. You know what? Uh, this is always a good matchup to watch. I think it's one of the better games this week for the Big Ten. Yeah, it should be uh, Maryland. You said both teams are fighting for bowl eligibility. Penn State's been in some. They've lost some some good teams, but uh, other than Illinois, but um, yeah, and both five and three both looking to get to a bowl game. Another big 10 matchup, uh, Rutgers at home, the Scarlet Knights at home against the 21-ranked Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah, Greg Schiano, I know in his press, like, press conference, the post-game press conference against Illinois, he said, we want this to stay impact. We want this to stay impact for the Badgers. And you know what? I think he's going to get his wish. 2.30. It's gonna be 3.30 Eastern. Uh, 3.30 Eastern. I think it's going to be a beautiful Piscataway that day. 57 degrees is the forecast. Partly sunny. Just f- fall weather in uh, New Jersey. Can't get any better than that, so... You know, I think Rutgers give Wisconsin a run for the money, but you know, I think Wisconsin will, in the end will pull away. But you know what? This could be a really good game. Yeah, they should. Um, they should take care of business here. I think they're the better team. But you know, Rutgers, and I mean, they, they, there's teams that can show they can be dangerous. Can Rutgers? I mean, Rutgers has lost some good teams. I think it was it Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State, or their and then other. I don't know who their other loss was, but they, you know, they've been beat by teams that are just better than them, and they just don't have the guys. That was one thing I heard in Glenn Mason. On the radio the other day, he's saying in college football, you can, you know, as a coach, if you don't have the athletes, if the athletes on the other team are just better than you, you, you can't do anything about it. It's just difficult. When you have, when you have finally get the athletes, obviously this is his first year, and he showed just like ten years ago he got that program to a national level just for a little bit, a brief, brief moment there. But I think he has a chance to get that back, and a win over Wisconsin would be huge. And then, you know they're two wins away from a bowl game, so they still got a chance. He had a chance for Rutgers and Maryland both to be in bowl games. When's the last time that's happened? It hasn't happened since they both joined the Big Ten. I don't think possibly the first year. But Rutgers an opportunity. 
Uh, now we have one more game left. Are we going to talk about the Minnesota game right now? We are. Uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers, 20th ranked in the country, hosting the Illinois Fighting Illini. Yeah, this is a game where you expect to win. This is a game where you uh, expect to win by a big margin. Only thing is, they are favored by over two touchdowns. That scares me. That does scare me, honestly. Why does that scare you? Because the last time we were heavy, big favorites, uh, we lost. So you know what? I'm going in the. I'm going in as one game champions this season. I'm not gonna look ahead to Iowa. I'm not gonna look ahead to Indiana. I'm not gonna look ahead to Wisconsin. I'm gonna look at this Illinois team. I'm gonna watch this game. I'm gonna watch us completely just run the ball down their throats. Hopefully nobody else gets injured. Hopefully see some new, more backup guys get in. See some, what else we got in the running back room. But you know I think this Minnesota team should take care should, should take care of the Illinois Fighting Illini this week and then knock Illinois out of bowl game potential. This Illinois defense allows 400 total yards of offense and, and around 23.5 points per game. So it, it's kind of a defense where they kind of they bend, don't break it, looks like, but I think Minnesota offense is going to break them this week. I think they put up 30-plus. I think this game's over by the thir- middle of the third quarter, and I think the Gophers go to 7-2, and two, and they sit pretty going into Iowa City next week for a big matchup for the Florida Warriors, though. Yeah, absolutely. Even though that's not my pick. Absolutely. Illinois, Illinois they, do have, they do have two big wins against Nebraska and Princeton. I will though. say, they have those two big wins, but I think those are the only two big wins they're going to get all year. I don't think they're good enough to continue. That's the difference between good and bad teams. If you can continue to be good teams, I don't think Illinois is this good. Mm-hmm. But I agree. that PJ doesn't let guys look ahead at all. He doesn't look ahead to the next minute or the next second. He, he wants them in the present, and they're gonna, they are. They're going to go into this game like this is the number one team in the country, and they're going to try to destroy them. I mean, I, I think you have Kai Thomas, Buck Irving. This is the game where you got to show, okay, what are we going to look like now without Bryce Williams? And I think I think we'll be okay there. I think they got to continue to run the ball, keep, um, stay, to their, stay true to their identity, but also get Tanner throwing the ball. In the Nebraska game, he had a really good game. Last week, I think it was like 12 for 17, something like that. They obviously, they don't have to throw the ball, but I think to continue to have that, possibly you have Chris Ottman Bell. Was he out or was that... Um, was he out last week or was that somebody? No, nobody else. Nobody was out last week. That was earlier in the year. But Daniel Jackson, he's right there. He's back. You, know, you got um, Crab in there also. Uh, Dalen Wright. So you have a lot of weapons. Continue to just utilize that pass game. You don't have to go to it, but show it where other teams have to prepare for it possibly because they know they can hit on big, some big plays. You have some really good wide receivers in there. Um, now we're going to – what was our next segment here? We're going to talk about winners. our Make winners. Some money. A winner try to make people money, even though we can't bet both uh, I'm 17 and you're 16. Um, does anybody have a birthday coming up here? A couple weeks. We'll, t- we'll, we'll celebrate Andrew's birthday. We're going to Mystic. <laughs> oh, we're going to Mystic. He's turned 17, not 18. Oh, whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's in a few weeks. We'll we'll do something special for that. Uh, we're going to start out. Andrew, or Andrew Nick is going to start off our winner segment. Yeah, Michigan, they're 20-point favorites against Indiana at home. I think they cover uh, this Michigan team. At night against Indiana, I think they're going to be mad about that last week's loss against uh, against Michigan State. So I think uh, I think they come out of fire, and I think they win by thirty plus, honestly, against this Indiana team. All right. Um, yeah, my uh, my winners pick here. Hold on, where was it? Um, it's going to be this SMU Memphis game. You got I me mean, SMU team that was ranked just a few weeks or was it last week? I mean, they were ranked twenty first in the country, and they are nineteenth. I mean. And they lost to a good Houston team that is not ranked in the AP poll. We don't care about that, but they're ranked in the AP poll. Um, they're playing at Memphis, and the over-under for the game is 70 and a half. I will take the under because I think you got a seven. 70 and a half? Yeah, I think oh I'll take uh, under on a team. 7-1 and one right now, playing well against a 4-4 four and four Memphis team, uh, struggling a little bit. I'll take the under on that. Yeah, I also got one more for you. I got the under in the UNLV New Mexico game. 
Yeah, over under set forty five. I'm taking the under. These two uh, these two offenses cannot score. Uh, New Mexico only averages two touchdowns a game. Uh, UNLV's average is about twenty. Only thing I'm a little concerned about these defenses are very bad, but I think these offense are offenses are worse. So I'm going with the under. I think these two teams keep it under the forty five. I think it's a very low scoring, sloppy game on th- at six p.m. I don't even think this has a channel. I don't even know why you want to watch this on. Honestly, there's you got better things to watch than this. <laughs> way to rip on them. Jeez, this, these two teams aren't good. Simple as that. I don't. I wouldn't watch. The only reason I'm going to watch this game is to watch the under hit. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's your reason. All right. Um, <laughs> now we're gonna move good. on and talk. I think we're gonna. I think we'll do this every week now for the rest of the year. We're gonna talk about the Heisman race and kind of think who we are, who we think are like probably the top five about guys that are up there right now. You want to start it off? Yeah, I got Kenneth Walker the third as my top guy right now. Uh, my number two guy, I got Bryce Williams. His, his team's seven and one, first year starter. I think him being just an Alabama quarterback, it's just same as the Bulls this year. He kind of just helps him get that credibility, I guess. And just gives them that brand of being an Alabama quarterback. So I have him at two. And I'll just give you three. I got CJ Stroud. Ever since that Oregon loss, he's played lights out. Besides that one game where he did get benched because they just wanted to rest him, he's been pretty. He's been really good. And I think those. That's my top three right now for my Heisman for sure. I agree. I think Kenneth Walker's my number one. Um, I think what's the, I don't know the, the the defensive end or the defensive tackle from Georgia number ninety nine. Or, sorry, I'm blanking on his name, but uh, me too. Yeah, but I, we should you know, know this. I feel Andrew, sure. I think he's on it right now. But you know, I I forgot what his name was, but he's up up there absolutely. I think he should be in the top three. And I saw someone say something. If somebody like Bryce Young, if another quarterback wins the Heisman, it's a joke because it, to me, it's just it's turning into the quarterback award. I mean that it's it's obviously quarterback are the most important players on the field, basically the whole game. But what do we have a name? The name is Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. That absolutely. Yeah, that's right. I mean Georgia. I, I think you got a you got a lot of guys on that defense that. Are really athletic. You can probably just give the entire defense Heisman a roll. Honestly, they should give the first team Heisman because this Georgia team should win the uh, should win the national championship. And I think I think this would be the most Georgia thing if they don't. Well, the Braves just won the World yeah, Series. They broke the curse. So are Georgia teams now starting to win championships? We don't know. But right now, according to the odds, Bryce Young is the favorite to win at plus one ninety, and Matt Crowell's number two. I think that's an absolute no, joke. Matt Crowell's out of it. No way. Is, isn't that this is. As of week ten, it says so. I I don't know whose odds these are, but Kenneth Walker's fifth or fourth right now behind C.J. Stroud. Money I, on him. I don't understand that, but I agree. Kenneth Walker, I think, is the number one team or running back right now, one player, player in the country, and he should be um, definitely he should be in New York. If it, the season was ending today and there was a top three, he'd definitely be in New York right now. Yes. Now we're gonna move on and talk about college game day visiting Cincinnati for the first time ever. Yeah, at, at first this was really good because like you get some publicity now. Say. But these these fans, these signs this week are gonna be funny. Oh my god! It's, these it's, signs this week are gonna be funny. Simple as that. These Cincinnati fans are not gonna be happy at all when College Game Day comes to town. Uh, even though it's not their fault, really, but for, they're gonna they're gonna throw, they're they're gonna throw a lot of shit this week. And I don't blame them. I would be mad if I'm six two. So you know what? Uh, I I think this game day it's a good move going there. But I think a week late. I think last week would have been the move, the week the better. A couple weeks ago would have been better. When they are actually ranked inside the top four AP, but now with them uh, being six in the Gospel playoff, I don't think their fans should be too happy. And I think they're gonna let the whole nation know that they think they should be higher this year. And I'll blame them. Oh uh, yeah, we've uh, we you, you and I we've had Nick and I we've had some experience at college game day. We were here two years ago when I was here. Um, I think they they will take down any signs that are inappropriate. 
you might not even see any signs there because they're all too inappropriate ads. Uh, but I agree, there's totally reason to do it, but that, it's, they're supposed to have fun with it. I mean, I think it's going to be packed, though. I think they'll get a ton of people there just, just to have it there. Obviously, a matchup that means, uh, I, I mean, is it, I think it's, is that Tulsa? Or is that correct? Yes. So, I mean, that's, that's a terrible matchup to go to, but... Um, there wasn't really much to go to. It, there was not many other places to go. They could have probably gone back to Brookings if they wanted to, but they were already there. I'm going to talk about that just a little bit later. But, um, yeah, there were not many big uh, top – There, I think there's only one ranked matchup the whole week, Texas A&M, uh, Auburn, and they've kind of already given them a bunch of publicity. So, But, yeah, I think it's awesome to see just a group of five team get game day. Obviously, it doesn't happen very often. You know, UCF's been up there, but it's it's just awesome to see. Now we're going to move to my big game of the week, and as I, I just spoke about the NDSU-SDSU game – it's a top 10 matchup in the FCS. Nick doesn't quite like when we talk about FCS football. He's more of an FBS. And obviously, FBS is more popular and more fun to watch. But you got an FBS matchup here between the two teams in the Dakotas, uh, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, and the Bison. 111th matchup all time. They played for the Dakota marker. And uh, South Dakota State, they won this April. It's just about six and a half months ago they so right now they have the trophy um north dakota state looking to get it back they won seven of the last eight national championships so number two north dakota state against number nine south dakota state top 10 matchup should be fun should be exciting it's on two o'clock uh espn plus you can't really watch the game but anybody who's there i think south dakota state has a great atmosphere uh my brother took a visit there and he said the stadium is really nice and they got some they got some good players there so i think it should be a good game uh always a good game when the jackrabbits and bison uh, match up. Now we're gonna move on and talk about Florida, the bad beat or yeah, bad beat that happened last week. I did hear about this Florida State Seminoles and the Clemson Tigers. It was if you bet, I think it was the over under for this. No, just if you bet, force it to cover. Force it to cover. You you might have cried. Yeah, you might want to close your ears and turn off. Just turn off the show right now, honestly, because uh, what happened in those last nine seconds was just crazy. Uh, what the hell? they played a little uh, hook and ladder, a little. They play, they play a little that, and you know what? Bit him in the butt. Uh, they they tossed him. The ball is rumbling around, and Clemson. It was super close, and they found a way to get it in the end zone. And Clemson, they ended up winning by ten points and covering. The first time I here. did. What was the final score of this game again? Uh, I believe it was because uh, so I was watching the game. I read, and I saw the play. Yeah, they were laddering it around, and he got tackled. And initially. The ref was saying the game's not over for some reason. There's no time left on the clock, and he got everybody off the field for no reason, and then they just called it. But, yeah, the guy actually scored, and it would have been funny, like you're saying, if they said no because then the underwood hit. It was 30-20. to 20. Um, Then the underwood, I mean, it, or they went off covered. So it just wouldn't have been really funny. But, yeah, absolutely. For anybody who's betting that game, you're just like, just end the game, end the game. And it just didn't end. It kept going, and Clemson, they scored a, a defensive touchdown. Yeah, but if you bet Clemson to cover, you're probably happy. Yeah, you're, you're making it uh, – you're hitting it pretty big. I don't know how much people would bet on that game, but not a lot of publicity there. But, you know, you never know. ACC uh, football hasn't been the, bait, the, aggressive, the, the best this year at all. So now we're going to move uh, to our final uh, segment. As usual, it's our game picks. Um, Andrew's going to join us, as he always does. Uh, we're going to start it off kind of a salute to service as uh, Veterans Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. I think it's a week from today, week, yep. next we Thursday. So I think all... next week we should uh, have a little bit – we'll recognize some veterans. We'll do something like that, military mm-hmm. appreciation. Yep. So be our military appreciation yep. episode. Just appreciate every, everything all veterans do for us. So yeah. our first game will be Army and Air Force. Uh, 58% of the fans get Army. Yep, I'm going to have to agree with the fans here. Uh, don't know much about either of these teams. Don't watch a lot of them. And uh, I don't know. I think Army's been more successful 
uh, in the past, so I think they uh, take this one. I'm going the other way. I'll take Air Force. Yeah, me too. I got the Falcons. I I think this being in, uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's home game in Colorado Springs. I think that's gonna help the air raid. I got the Falcons. Our next pick, the number nine Wake Forest Demon Deacons against the North Carolina Tar Heels. Eighty percent of the fans got the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. And uh, I'm gonna have to go with them here. Uh, top ten team, um, North Carolina didn't or wasn't as successful as people thought they were gonna be this year. And uh, I think the Demon Deacons take this one. I will agree with you. That's my su- my super dog. They should win this game by quite a bit. I don't think they can make the playoff unless a lot of teams lose ahead of them, but they're going to continue to win, I think. Yeah, I got Wake Forest. I don't see them losing this game. Uh, I think they go in the Chapel Hunt. I think they feel disrespected about their number nine ranking. I think they, I feel like they think they should be higher, and uh, I think they get a way to get it done. I got a thing to Wake note: Forest. they were obviously we don't care about the AP people, but they were tenth. They were the last FES Power Five team ever to get ranked in the top ten. They were the last team they got in, so. That's over for them. Our next pick, uh, the Liberty Flames against the number 16 team in the country, the Ole Miss Rebels. 92% of the fans got Ole Miss. Yep, and uh, as usual, I'm going with the fans here. It's 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 quite hard to pick against Ole Miss in this one. Uh, Liberty, not the best team in the country. They're actually pretty good. They're 7-1. Yeah. Nah. But it's Liberty. Yeah, it's, it's not Power they, 5. It's Liberty, not Power 5. And uh, I think Ole Miss uh, handles Liberty pretty easily. I'll, I'll agree. I'll take Ole Miss. Yeah, I got Ole Miss, too. I think it'll be closer than people think, though. Closer than the experts think? Closer than the experts think. All right, number three in the country, the Michigan State Spartans. They travel to West Lafayette to play the Purdue Boilermakers. 88% of the fans got the Spartans. I'm going to have to go with the Spartans uh, as well. Uh, big win last week against Michi- uh, Michigan. And uh, Kenneth Walker, I think he just continues to uh, make his case for to win the Heisman, and uh, I think MSU takes down Purdue. Yeah, I'll take MSU. They're favored by three. I'd say they win by about seven. Yeah, I think Michigan State wins by a touchdown and a field goal. I got the Spartans. The number 12 team in the country, the Baylor Bears, against the TCU Horned Frogs in Nick's top 25 upset to watch. 77% of the fans of the Bears. And uh, I'm going to have to go with the Bears here, and there is a reason for this. I picked TCU, I think, two times earlier this year. They've let me down both times, and I, uh, with, the coaching, or with the coaching changes and everything, I just, I'm not picking them this week. I think Baylor takes care of it. All right, that's um, I will take Baylor. Also, did you? you we obviously know well, who you're taking. I, I got a response for Andrew. I think it's the opposite. I think they play inspired for Gary Patterson. I think they come out firing, and I think they take down this Baylor team. I got the I got the mark as Simple as that. One thing to note: no player from Michigan State's ever won a Heisman Trophy. So Kenneth Walker trying to become the first. So possibly with being the first player, they might that might help him a little bit in the voting. Uh, number thirteen team in the country, the Auburn Tigers against the number fourteen yes, team in the, the only country. Ranked matchup of the Texas, week. yeah, this the Aggies. This is the only ranked matchup, a thirteen fourteen matchup in yep. the SEC. And fifty four percent of the fans got the Aggies. And guess what? I am uh, going with the fans oh, here. Um, per usual. Simple reason: A and M has beat Bama this year. Auburn hasn't. Um, <laughs> they don't play him yet. That doesn't matter. I, 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 I just that's all you need. You get my vote if you beat Bama. That's that's it. Hey, I'll agree. They beat Bama, and I'll take the I'll take Texas Texas A&M. But Auburn has beaten Alabama three times in the last eight years, all coming in odd number years: thirteen, seventeen, and nineteen. I think they got a chance in a couple weeks to do that. But I'll take the Aggies in this yeah, one. Yeah, I got A&M as well. Our next pick: the number seventeen team in the country, Mississippi State Bulldogs, against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Seventy-three percent of the fans got the Bulldogs. You want a big surprise here? Not going with the fans. Whoa. I'm going Arkansas. So I fell one. in the Gophers at ranks. Um, I've picked Arkansas multiple times uh, earlier this year. 
don't always win with them, but you know, I I got a good feeling about this one. I I think Arkansas wins this one. Is it right there, favorite by five points? Yeah, we're, they, they are. So that's, that's Nick gave me that. And I, favorite, uh, favorite, yeah. Perfect, so. I'll take uh, the I'll take Mississippi State. The Cowbells. Yeah, I got the I got the Hogs. I think this Mississippi team is overrated. Honestly, I think I think they're five and three. I think they're only in here because Alabama played them, and they got to get Alabama a reason to be number two. So I got the I got the I got the Ridgebacks. Do they have any good wins, Mississippi Who's State? Who? Mi- Mississippi State, Texas A and M. Yeah, yeah. But that you know, if you think about it, A and M beat Bama. So but they lost to Bama, Bama, so it's kind of yeah, they lost. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting match. Uh, number four, or the Oregon Ducks, they play the Washington Huskies. Ninety-six percent of the fans got Oregon. I know you don't like Washington. I know you're gonna go probably go. Okay, again, the name is too long. We gotta <laughs> change that. It, it's frustrating. It just makes the graphics look bad. I'm going Oregon, obviously, and uh, we've only had one vote for Washington, and that is Keegan Masser. Oh. So. You know, if he's right, he's gonna yeah, call if us he's, all if out. Yeah, if he's right, oh, absolutely. He gets, That's he gets yeah. uh, full permission to call us all out here. I'll just say quack. Yeah, quack. I'll double down. On Mighty that. Ducks, baby, Minnesota. Great. That's a great movie, by the way, in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Two is. more picks to go. Uh the kind of little bit Conference USA. We're giving them a shout out this week. The University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners against the University of Texas El Paso Miners. ESPN two. Yeah, they got some national publicity. Seventy-two percent percent of the fans got the meat meeps. Guess what? Not going with the fans. I know wow. it's rare, but Whoa. I got UTEP here. Uh, their logo is sick. The pickaxe is the T. Like, can you beat that? I said that Absolutely last week, not. Okay. Yeah, you said it last week, and uh, I don't know. It's hard finding graphics for these teams, but, you know, I got it done, and uh, I think UTEP's going to win. No clue why. But. Going the other way, I'll take the Roadrunners just because I don't know why. They're undefeated. They are undefeated. They, are they should be ranked in the college ball. They should, actually, Mississippi State should not be ranked, and they should be. Yeah, I got the Roadrunners. Meet me. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna fly by the, the miners. Ah, uh, good. I like what you did there. All right, our last pick as usual. It's Minnesota. Uh, the Golden Gophers, twentieth ranked in the country. They host the Illinois Fighting Illini. They're favored by fourteen and a half. ESPN two eleven o'clock a.m. Central Time. Yep, eight nine percent of the fans with Gophers. And uh, can't say it again, but just saying, hasn't failed yet. Uh, I got the Fighting Illini in this one. All right, uh, Andrew, I, I, I wonder, you just keep going against the Gophers, but they continue to win, so I, I don't Funny know. How that works. But whatever's happened, I guess we got to keep rolling with it. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Minnesota in this one. I don't know if we're going to cover this. I, I want to say we will cover the spread, but we won in dominating fashion the last couple weeks, but you don't, really don't know what to expect. Like you were saying, we feel like is there going to be some inconsistency, but this team has showed a lot of consistent, um, how, how well consistent they can be over the last four or five weeks. So I'm going to take the Gophers in this one. Yeah, I got the Gophers. I think they cover, though. I think they... I think they cover big time, honestly. I think this Illinois team shows up for the first half, maybe only the first quarter, honestly, and, they just, and, they, and then they go away. I think this Minnesota team will play strong. I think they're going to rush for over 300 yards again. I, gotta go first. I would gladly take that any day. Um, and it's also the military appreciation game. The Gophers, what's the stat? We've won, I think, is it four in a row? And We've won a lot of games. We've won a I lot think it's of four games. in a row and five of the, six of the last seven on the military appreciation. So the Gophers. I, I think the fighting line I changed that. Though. They got some, uh, yeah, keep on saying that all they want. All right, that's going to wrap it up for our Week 10 show. Thank you to Andrew for being here to help with the social media. Go, everybody, go vote on Instagram on the polls and see you match up against everybody else. Um, go follow us on our new Play page on Twitter. You can find us Leaf Football Talk. I think it's Leaf Football Talk Two, number the number two, something like that. Um, we're trying to get up there and get more followers in there. Keep expanding. Go f- listen to us on uh, Leaf Football Talk on uh, Spotify. You can find us there. 
Link's and in Instagram bio. As uh, many of you know, you obviously found it. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, you found the link. Uh, you should continue to listen. And, uh, yeah, t- tell people about it. Secure, yeah. Continue so we grow. can keep spreading. And, yeah, keep us growing. We like doing this. We want to keep doing it. Um, Nick, you got anything else to say? Uh, I think we just end it off. All right, roll the boat. Skyma and go, go Gophers. Gophers.